0: Welcome to Build Better, a podcast from Nadler Modular. The way we use buildings in space has changed forever. Where we work, learn, live and play is evolving, but the one thing everyone will still need is space. The construction industry will need to adapt to meet those changes and challenges, ensuring that we do build better. The Build Better podcast will explore some of the developments in different sectors and the requirements they have for buildings and how they manage their need for space. Each episode, you'll hear conversations with people at the forefront of construction, manufacturing, education, business, and others sharing their insights, commenting on trends, and giving expert analysis on the way we build. And now for your host, Director of Business Strategy at Natler Modular, Wes Blessard. Enjoy the podcast.
1: I want to thank everyone to logging into the Build Better Podcast. Today we have Dean Long, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about modular construction, offsite construction, uh, everything that in between. So, Dean, welcome to the show. Um, can you give us a little bit of background and, and we'll go from there?
2: Thanks, Wes. Um, well, I work with ProMod Manufacturing and we're uh, in Ellaville, Georgia. I've been in the industry for 25 years now. Doesn't seem like it, but uh, I don't know if you call me an expert or not, but uh, I've been around and I've learned a lot of lessons in those 25
1: years. Outstanding. You've definitely been an expert to me. I, I don't know how many times that. You know, I've had to call you up and, and ask you to clarify something or give me a code. So we, I've definitely enjoyed that relationship. Um, Dean, you know, we've been through a couple of tough years in the offsite construction realm, uh, you know, with, with COVID and the political structures and, and all those things. So Without getting too far into weeds, how have you seen things change in the last 24 months with like material handling and lead times?
2: Well, you know, th- that has been um, a very challenging thing, not so much for, for me in sales, but for our procurement people, our purchasing people, and, and, and they've done an excellent job in that, you know, uh, with materials, and we know the supply chain issues, everybody's experiencing that, um, but it has, it's been a challenge, uh, it's, it's starting to ease up, uh, thankfully, um, but you know there there are still challenges that we face, um, whether it be in in the mechanical portion of our product, the electrical portion, we're we're still facing some supply chain issues. Yeah,
1: it's understandable. I think anybody's been to the Walmart or a, or a local yeah. store recently, they can definitely tell that the shelves have suffered a little bit in the last you know 24 yeah. to 36 months. Hopefully, we're kind of heading out of that. I mean. I, I, you know I hear a lot of people talking you know I'm I'm from you know Virginia and I travel up I'm actually live in New York this week right and um, and I, I talked to a lot of people you know you talked to a lot of people we've had many conversations about this you know we're very hopeful that this is going to change but uh, you know I'm, yep. not, I'm not really seeing the actions behind that and and I don't really know the driving force you know have you spoken to anyone to to explain you know what they think the process is, how we're gonna you know, change back to how we used to do things?
2: You know, I don't know if anyone knows or anyone that I've talked to, like you said, I, I've heard a lot of opinions about, you know, what may be driving this, what's causing this. Um, but I, I have seen it ease up though, like I was saying, Wes, uh, with with materials, commodities, logistics, um, but coming out of this, You know, labor shortage is one of the things that we were dealing with. We recently, um, in just March of this year, moved into a new facility here in Ellaville. We were uh, producing our our buildings in a 30,000 square foot facility. Now we're in uh, roughly 140,000 square foot facility. And aside from the supply chain issues, the major issue for us has been uh, labor, and um, it seems like we have a good core group of workers, but then probably there's 20 to 25 percent, and we've gone from about 60 to 120 on the production floor, but about a quarter of those it's really is just a revolving door, um, and even when we come out of the, the supply chain issues, we really expect the labor issue to still be there.
1: Yeah, you know, I keep hearing that labor issue across the board. You know, my, my wife being in, in HR, you know, they've definitely um, had the same scenario. You know, us uh, us trying to hire, you know, find new people, you know, the, yep. the loyal people, the, the true rock stars yes. in the industry, you know, they, yeah. they're not going to leave. Um, they've been doing very well for the last several years. There's no reason right. for them to leave. And as far as people entering into our industry, you know, there's, there's few and far between. So right. I can definitely feel what you're saying there. Um as far as vertical markets, you know whether it being classrooms or swing space for office or industrial, have you seen one
2: segment or the other, you know increase or decrease in in my 25 years uh this year um companies like your company and 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 some of our other partners uh are spending um more money uh, close to 60% of what we produced last year and, and going into 23 is going to be fleet equipment. Now, and, and the, half, the the rest of that will be custom, of course. We do some highly customized product, but really it's been uh, surprising at just the the volume of fleet orders that we've seen.
1: Well, it's interesting you say that, uh, Dean, you've kind of let the cat out of the bag for us here at Nadler. Uh, we we hadn't quite announced we were uh, moving into the leasing business, but uh, you know, I guess it's a good time to let everybody know that uh sorry about that. No, 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 we wasn't planning to go that way, but you know, we're gonna yep. let them know today. You know, we're we're yeah. we're definitely moving forward with our lease fleet. Uh it's a vertical uh, that Nadler has made the decision in the last 12 months. So along with our permanent custom and our temporary yep. custom buildings, we are moving into lease fleet. Um, you know, we have partnered with you and ProMod to, to take yep. care of that. So fa- thanks for but,
2: letting
1: us know. We weren't sure done. how to launch it, but, you know, <laughs> let's rip the Band-Aid off and let's get on with it. So
2: there you go. There you we go. go. You know, 40, we, have, we have done, you know, some custom work for you already. Uh, yeah. we got some custom work online. And, and it's, you know, anything from like the educational, the, the classroom that we did for you. Uh, we've got some non-combustible stuff that we're going to do for Steve coming up. So, you know, it, it varies, but yeah, we do that for everybody else. But the, the fleet thing has just been really surprising at you know, how big that's been uh, in the past 18 you, months. You know,
1: and I, and I think part of that is, is, is you know, we, we've, With COVID and with the political realm all playing out, I I think people are a little hesitant to just drop straight capital to the bottom line. So they're looking at the leasing, um, you know, to lease get them to, you know, the next 24 to 36 months. Yeah, I I think a lot of companies are still playing with the remote. You know, how how many employees do we need remote? How many need to be in the office to run the, Mm -hmm. the operation? So I think a lot of things are still in play there. Um, and how they're going to answer the growth is leasing. And, you know, that's where you play an integral part in that. You know, we got some other guests coming up. You know, I got an architect, uh, with, with Jeff with the architecture, that's going to be coming on to be a guest. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I feel that he's going to be saying very similar things as you. There's, there's permanent, but there's a whole lot of people out there that just aren't ready to pull the, the trigger on capital expenditures. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think that is the COVID hangover. That is, you know, we're not ready to just dive back in. We're not br- ready to bring everyone back into the office. We're not sure we can fill the labor jobs. You know, are we going to yeah. be able to bring people back in?
2: And, then- hey, yeah. and yours- the, 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 the orders are there, you know, and, and honestly, um, speaking to the market, uh, business is good. You know, right now our lead time is, you know, on custom orders, September to early October of 23. Um, wow. We've never seen that. I've never seen that in, in my 25 years. There may have been some companies that were like that, but we, we've never seen that. <laughs> well, you know, and you just said
1: you went from, you know, 60 to, to 120, and then you got a revolving door of, of, you know, 15, 20%. So, you know, that is nothing new. I mean, in manufacturing, and, and say yeah. if you were to go into swing space, you know your your money maker is your manufacturing space so if you're going to bring in support staff in the office for you know invoicing and things of that yes. nature
2: you yes. don't want to take up your manufacturing space cuz that's the money maker you know we and, and, hey we like i said we've got probably 120 to 25 our general manager would tell you right now we need 200 <laughs> um, but you know we're we're just right? slowly slowly where do you, trying to get where that. do you get them
1: and, and you know right. and nobody knows that answer Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a magic ball and everybody's kind of playing with that magic ball. And I mean, I talk to experts like yourself across, you know, the, the industry and everybody comes to the the same conclusion is we don't know. We keep focusing on the process and the process is we build buildings and we move them up the road. And and my colleague, John Rios, we were at the dinner last night and he kept saying that, uh, we, we just keep carrying water. You know, we just keep yeah,
2: carrying
1: water, it. so we, we don't worry about anything else. We just keep carrying water, and at the end of the day, you know. I like that saying.
2: I like that saying. I here's one that someone I I heard years ago is, is, is don't more wor- don't worry about the mule, just load the wagon. That's right. That's
1: right. Don't <laughs> no, don't worry quick. don't worry about the mule, and you know, that is just you know those are timeless suggestions.
0: You know, yeah, as we yeah. get
1: into. The, the busy world today. And we we spend so much time focusing on these little tedious things that that just don't matter. I mean, and they yeah. cause stress and that stress, you know, that focuses, takes us from our professional life to our home life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a lot of reasons people, you know, have heart attacks and, and strokes. And, oh, no. you know, I think the key is, is we've got to get back to our core values, you know, and, and those mm-hmm. core values, You know, we're going to vary from company to company, but it boils down to the process. You know, we go in every day and we carry the water, you know, or we build the building. We we don't we don't focus on, you know, the the money takes care of itself. If we you know, if you build a quality building, people are going to buy it. And when people buy it, they're going to be able to resell it. And when they resell it, you know, look in the automotive industry, look at it like Toyota, you know, uh, Honda very, very high resale values. And you say, well, why is that? Well, they, they build quality cars. They're, they're built to last, you know, and right. not trying to knock any others because there's some great manufacturers out there. Those are just two that come to my mind that when I go to buy a car and it's 15 years old and they're still getting phenomenal prices and it's got 300,000 miles on it. And I'm like, you know, that that is a value. So, so nobody's yeah. telling you that Toyota is a better car. Nobody from Toyota... Is, is throwing up bells and whistles and saying, Hey, we've got a better car. They just build the car. They're carrying the water and they're delivering yep. a car to the market. And people know it over years of, of driving those cars. And when they do go wrong, they have great service departments. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to be said for the, the automotive industry. I mean, everybody knows a the Ford. They know Henry Ford. They understand what Henry built back, you know, in the early 1900s with the model A's, you know, that was a simple idea and he turned it into a billion dollar business, you know, and- and Absolutely. Well, yeah, Toyota and, and, and you know, Honda have just took it to another level as far as the service and creating that value. So with that being said, you know, what, what do you, you being, you know, both sides from the factory and then you're, you know, a consumer yourself and other products, what do you value as, as far as how you purchase? Uh,
2: Wes, really, uh, you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about service and you were talking about core values. We've, we've got a team right now because ProMod is relatively new and we're owned by Sunbelt Modular um, and uh, M-South Equity Partners, but we've been developing some core values here at Promod and, and they're probably very similar to, to most other companies and if, if, if I can I'd like to read some of those to you um, integrity is, is tops on our list you know you know being consistent and, and always doing the right thing uh, that's big for us and that's big for us we look for, for that for that in somebody we're doing business with uh, accountability you know holding one another to those core values. Being a team player uh, and, and service is one of those, not just servicing our customers, but how can we service and, and it goes along with being a team player, one another as, as co-workers. Um, and, and lastly, on our core values, um, is have fun. You know, if, if, if you can't have fun, if you can't enjoy your team and, and the work that, that you're doing, uh, then it's more of a chore, you know, to you than than you know I love I love my job. I love the people that I work with. But to answer your question, for me, if I'm if I'm doing business with someone else, it's really, it's really all of those. Uh, service right. is big. We like to pride ourselves uh, on service. Um, you know, there's no perfect building, you know, there's going to be something rolled off this line and, and we're going to make mistakes. And, and we know that, but we have a great service department that's really responsive. We look for that same thing when we're dealing with, with our suppliers.
1: You know, so those are some very
2: interesting you know, topics, you know,
1: it's, it's interesting how, you know, minds think alike because when, yep. when, when I purchase something, you know, I, I'm definitely don't want to overpay and, and I would right. be upset if I found out I overpaid. You know, and, and I see value in things that I don't really so when I go to pay for it, I don't think about that value. It's just kind of second nature in my mindset that hey, you know, the, the stitching in this you know shirt is really well. This shirt's gonna yep. last me for 15 years. Right. It may be 10 or 15% more expensive than the shirt over here. This is a double stitch shirt. It, you know the fabric is is made to last. It's going to hold up when I wash it. You know, so the time that I'm that it's going to you know be worn over the next several years, where this other one's going to wear out and get a few holes in it. You know, yeah. so when I, that's just like second thought for me. I mean, I don't. I, I just I grab it. It's there. It, it's already ingrained in my my head.
2: It, my, and it goes back. Wife, I go to the grocery store and and my wife. You know, I'll pick up coffee or some some other thing, and I'm a coffee snob. And you know, I'm grabbing coffee or whatever. Not just the grocery store. You said a shirt, and I grab it. I, I don't pay as much attention to the price anymore because I know that what I'm grabbing is is a good product. Um, and and that's it. I'm not telling people not to pay attention to the price. You know, you definitely need to do that yeah. because you get you get involved with with, with a, a bad partner. And, that's right. You know, we've all been burned, but um, sorry to interrupt you, yet. But well, some, no, of those no. things, some of those things are non-negotiable for me. You know, I, I want to work with somebody that's got integrity. You know, that, that's going to, you know, be a good partner. And that doesn't mean that we're always going to agree on things, but it does mean that we know that we're doing the right thing. And and some we'll we'll hash it out. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and you know that that makes a great partner. And like you said, so so there was no
1: interruption there. You were nailing yeah. home the point that you know that customer service, the the value that the value that that they're not screaming it on the price tag, they're not screaming yeah. it on the label. It's it's a known value by the the product and the service that we're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. so just to keep reiterating that, you know, when when we look at Offsite construction, you know, which is, you know, people hear modular and I'm not really sure they understand, you know, really what modular is. You know, modular can be, you know, many different things. And a lot of people's thought processes, you know, it's if they were to draw a picture, if you told them to draw a modular building, I I would venture to say that 75% is going to draw a 1975 trailer that you would see in a trailer park. With the hitch on the front, and, and so yeah, we know that 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 is is a modular, uh, but mo th- that is typically a HUD built trailer, yeah. in, a, in a residential section, and and HUD, and and it's considered more of a manufactured product than a modular. So so it kind completely of completely different, yeah, built. completely
2: different set of rules.
1: Completely different set of rules. Completely different set of codes. Yeah. You know, so, so the the idea is similar, but you and I both know from the industry it it is a struggle. So mm-hmm. I try to break it down in terms, and and you know we we have these conversations day in and day out. And <clears> reason they <throat> see that is so that is the most cost effective way. So so if yeah. you look at that and you look at commercial modular that both me and you are in that they, right. Anywhere from healthcare to education to industrial, you know, all the way across everything commercial, that is the least uh expensive way to go in, in building space. However, we can't judge you know a price point, you know, commercial building for what is With the, that, the two yeah. capabilities of modular because right. a lot of hotels, restaurants. Uh, hospitals everybody is moving to the modular construction and you say mm-hmm. why is that well because one the labor shortage we spoke about earlier you know that's a huge deal um yeah. you know we're cutting the process of having to have all that labor and having that labor in the right place you know wherever we're building on site so, so that's one issue okay the second issue is the overruns we're cutting out all the overruns. Well, you know, 95% of the overruns because when a project is supposed to be six months and it runs to 12 months, now all of a sudden somebody's losing money somewhere. One, they're not collecting the revenue. Yeah. Two, you know, there's probably been some change action. Something's happened, uh, unforeseeable, unforeseeable that that they had to make a change. That cost somebody some money.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. you and I both know in the last 24 months, I mean, pricing... The volatility in the market is is just insane. I mean, yeah, one, one day we're we're sitting here, and we're, we're selling build, buildings at you know X dollar amount, and next thing we know, it's ten times that, and then it starts coming down a little bit, and then a month later, it starts creeping up, and there's yeah. no reason behind. You know, they tell me that you know construction permits is down, and you wouldn't be able to tell that by i'm I'm building a a home myself i got one of the factories that that we do business with up in pennsylvania that is building my home and you know i'm over here working on the septic guys foundation guys flat work concrete guys all this you you know in my spare time like i've got a lot of it yeah and (laughs) and i'm calling these guys and i'm saying well i'm booked out for six months i'm like six months you've got six months of, of foundation work. He's like, Oh yeah, we're buried up. And I'm like buried up. I mean, I'm thinking I'm three to four months ahead I've got plenty of time, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And these guys are, are, are booked that far out. So I'm not sure who's pushing the narrative that building permits are down and that mm-hmm. nobody's, you know, I haven't pulled the numbers myself, but that's just hard for me to believe.
2: I mean, I'm. I'm it's hard for me to believe too. It's hard for me to believe too. <laughs> especially with what we were talking about earlier with these, these fleet units that we're building gross amounts of for, you know, several different customers in our industry. And, and, and these fleet units, we all know these are for the most part going to construction sites. Right. So something's happening. Something's happening and, and that's yeah.
1: the, nobody can figure out who's pushing the narrative. We, we keep right. hearing it. You know, me and you're the pawns in the middle. We're we're yeah. out here trying to figure out, you know, um, and and we we're speaking to other people in the industry, and we're all putting our heads together, and we're coming to the same conclusion. We don't know who's pushing the narrative. We see construction out there at an all time high from from our perception. Like I said, you know, you see it down there in the the, the southeast and Georgia and yeah. Florida and all that. You see it from your your clients, you know, ordering massive amounts of buildings. I right. see it from all my travels. I mean, 39,000 miles on my truck last year.
2: Wow. I'm traveling from New York all the way down to Georgia. And, and it's not just us, Wes. You know, we've got two divisions uh, in the Sunbelt family. We've got an Eastern Division, and there's three manufacturers. We've got a Western Division, and and they're just as busy on that fleet um, out West as well. You know, there's there's six of us, manufacturers, and and, and they're getting these big fleet orders as well um and we're we're hoping to add at least two more factories over the next 24 to 36 months i'm sure they'll be busy with the same stuff can can you give us a handle uh since you let a cat out of the bag on release well you program. just mentioned how we were both pawns in this thing um, <laughs> you, you, you'll probably hear or find out before i do <laughs>
1: I understand. I'm going to put my bird dog, Mr. Mueller, on it. You know, he's yeah. uh, our vice president. He's good at finding out information. I, <laughs> we were talking about it last week. I'll have to tell him. It's like Dean, Dean's hiding his cards on me, Steve. He's hiding I, his I, cards.
2: I That's the thing. I don't have any cards. I'm, um, You know, there's there's somebody else dealing, not me. <laughs> I, I understand that. Somehow me and you are going to have to get a deck in our hands. We, we're going to have to start, yeah. Yeah.
1: start laying our own cards <laughs> on the table here. So with Dean, you know, I want to wrap this up and, you know, we both talked about integrity and we talked about core values Mm -hmm. and we talked about serving our communities. And one of the things that Nadler, uh, we, we, you know, pride ourselves in is giving to the community. So as part of each one of these podcasts um, we at Nadler for for the rest of 2022, we're going to give and donate a hundred dollars, uh, to a charity in the guest um, state of choice. Yeah. So if you give us a state that you want yeah. us to, a, a charity, and, and we've got numerous charities, uh, anywhere from the Wounded Warriors to uh, Meals on Wheels to the Cancer Societies. I mean, so we try to give back in the communities that, that we're serving, you know, mm-hmm. the, the ones we're in. We, we try to right. incorporate that giving, um let people know that we're a true partner, and I many you've talked about what that means as true partner. We don't yeah. just come in and build in their you know community and leave. We want to make sure that we're um, leaving something back and we let yeah. them know that you know they're dear to us. So what state would you like for for Natler to
2: to donate? Really, uh, in Georgia, and and we're big yeah. on the same thing, Wes. Uh, we're big partnering with our our local um, school systems. And, and, and giving to the athletic programs giving to um, a, a literacy program here you know helping kids um, learn to read and, pr- and providing books um, so probably something along those lines uh, absolutely you know, and and uh, and that was one of my things as I, I looked at our, our talking points today that you know going forward once all these supply chain issues go away um, you know, our biggest thing is, is not only trying to educate the people that we work with and, and ourselves, you know, but also being a part of that in our community. Um, so that's why we're big, like I said, on, on supporting um, our our schools locally and uh, just any program that we can support. We, we try to do that. Absolutely, Dean. Like I said, you
1: know, it's no coincidence that we end up being partners and yeah. we've got other partners out there in the it just seems like integrity is at the top. Yep. Serving is is right there at it, and yep. you know they go hand in hand. I mean, you know, so I really appreciate your time coming out today yep. and, and talking to us. You know, we're going to build a lot of buildings together, and and you know have a yeah, great future. So. And, you know, we're going to continue to to serve our communities and we're together. And the thing about Promod and, and Southeast Modular is, and Sunbelt and and all the other companies that y'all have is giving in our communities and it's across the United States. It isn't just in one spot. It's across the United States, all the lives that we're gonna be able to touch together. And that's just near and dear to our hearts. So Dean, I thank you very much. Have a great Pleasure. day.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you having me.
1: Take care. Appreciate you, Dean. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Build Better, a podcast from Nadler Modular. Remember to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for future episodes.